it's you. I'm pulling Mr. Rogers here. Um, good morning. It's, uh, wish I could say it's good to see you, but I can't see you. I can see the back again of a cell phone. Um, I would really love to be with you in person. I would love to just, I don't need, today I feel like I don't need to be preaching a sermon. I don't think you need another sermon. You've heard thousands of them, no doubt. Um, I'm just going out on a limb here, but after months of COVID isolation, I feel like what I want is just to hug everybody. I, I, I don't need to sing worship songs. I don't even need to hear scripture today. I feel like I just, I want to see Amy dancing and I want to see Gloria's glowing face and smile and I want to see Kathleen giggling at every one of Gordy's jokes and I want to see Dean smirking in the back and Rose passionately saying something to someone and um, I want to see Aunt, I want Anna's big warm cozy hugs. I want everybody's warm cozy hugs today. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb this time and assume that sort of what I'm feeling personally might be slightly universal. That what we're all really dying for is connection right now. And, uh, and because we were talking about sacred ecology, I'm going to try to give you kind of a connection with me because I'm the only one here. <laughs> and I can't feel you and I can't sense you and I can't see your faces. And... Um, and we're gonna do sort of lessons from the garden, what I've learned. It's like a sermon's been building in my mind all summer. I was saying to Gordy about what gardening has taught me. Um, so normally when I prep a sermon, I read a lot of books, I pray a lot, and I listen to God. And I, I basically ask God, what do the people that are gonna be there Sunday morning need that day? Um, and uh, this time, I've had no time to do any of that. I have had two kids struggling with school more than they've ever struggled before. Um, I've had my own, be our whole family is like the rest of the world, having their own dips in mood and spikes of anxiety just due to social isolation, due to not being able to be together in person. And, uh, and so, when I thought about what I wanted to share today, about lessons from the garden and what I need right now, what I really want is connection. I want to, like Evangeline said to me once, I want to touch my friends. <laughs> and, um, and I want to touch you guys, the family of God. And, um, and so I last, uh, I've been, yeah, so busy that the only thing I could, the only way to prepare this sermon has been to incarnationally be with the people who've needed me. The people who have needed more than what I've got. And uh, today we're talking about, the, this, this, the reading is the Great Commandment. We all know the Great Commandment. I, um, Commandment makes that word makes it sound like a rule, but that word has more meaning than commandment. When I think about what it is to love God and love each other, it's invitation, but it's 
to love is God is love and we are cut from the same fabric as God we are made of the same stuff and so we're made of love we're formed with love we have a breath that's blown in by love and when we are commanded it's like God has made an order he's made a he's made a way of reality that the reality is and we are made to we are appointed we are chosen to fit with that reality to fit with who we were created to be and who we are um, our true selves is love too and uh, and I've learned a lot from my garden I've learned I've been utterly what I can't even say learned a lot uh, that just sounds so flat I've actually been utterly convinced that I am a part of everything. I, you know, everyone's scared of bees and stuff. I've been at plants now where I'm working on a plant and a bee or a pile of bees is also working on a plant and the bee is this far from my face and um, I've lost my fear of it because and I've gotten this sense of like, hey, we're hanging out at the same place for different reasons. I'm not looking up lavender juice, but uh, we are, um, we're, we're there together. And somehow that makes me feel part of it. I've been out here in times where I can hear 10, 12 different birds going at one time and it's like a symphony. be part of this um, how many times I've heard when I've stepped out right outside one of my favoriteest birds my spirit animal is a raven and the sound of that raven um, is like God saying so glad you came out let's dig let's be a part of it um, when Adam and Eve were given charge of the earth to tend it to care for it um, which is our charge I think that's what we're trying to get to here at sacred ecology that we are this this isn't our permanent home this isn't an earth meant to last forever like it says in Hebrews we are um, looking to a country a, a heavenly homeland um, it's our temporary home. It's the home for our bodies now. And we live and die with it. If it dies, we die. You know? It lives, we live. Um, but when Adam and Eve were um, naked in the garden, I think the nakedness is like a symbol. It symbolizes that there was, and they lived in communion with God. There was, with the Trinity, with the Trinity. Um, there was no separation. The, the, the big myth, the big, and that the heart of every religion is the same. That 
you know, we, Christians like this word, the fall. Um, I don't know that that's the most helpful word for us, but the way I think of it is we fell asleep. Adam and Eve or us, we fell asleep to the reality that we are not separate from God. I really think that's what Jesus was trying to show us. I really think that when the apostles are writing their letters, that's the subtext. We are not separate. We can never be separated from the love of God. Not anything. Not life, not death, not sin, not depression, anxieties, failures. Um, and that's what being in this garden tells me. When I'm um, in here, I, I, at first I wanted to make something perfect, like I said, but um, now I'm here to just be with it. I, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't really do much. I, I bring a potted plant into here and I drop it in the dirt and uh, as long as I, you know, stick it because the sun plants in the sun, shade plant, I don't, I don't do the sun, I don't do the rain, I don't even really do, um, you know, I bring in good soil occasionally, but the soil, the nutrients, the life that's in there, there's like 900,000 kinds of insects. I don't really do any of it. Like, I, I can move plants around. That's pretty much what I do. Matt says, I thought when you put a plant in the ground, then it just stayed in the ground. I say, ah, you know, they're unpredictable. They grow bigger than I thought or smaller. Or sometimes you do all the right things, you give them the right things and it just dies. Things die. And, and it's a great, it's a great metaphor for just letting go. I really loved that plant and it just died away. It's like, well, that kind of sucks, but it's good for me. It's good to let it go. It's, what else do we learn from the garden? We learn about death. <laughs> Here's a uh, echinacea. Echinacea seeds. One flower dies and look, look how many seeds comes off one plant. That one bloom, that's probably a hundred seeds here. Maybe 50, 75. I toss these in. That's food for all kinds of creatures and more flowers next time. That's what you're like. You, every little bit of dying that you do in this life releases seeds. And the other thing is the seasons. I've got to say the seasons shows us that there's periods of we're going into the period of rest where things get to rest. They've pumped mm. out blooms, they've pumped out leaves, and now they're going to shed them. And it'll all come back, but there's going to be rest. Rest for the trees, rest for the plants that produce the flowers. And rest and it, for you. <laughs> and rest for you. That's what the that's what the season tells us. We have cycles. You're meant to cycle periods of profuse blooming, periods of where it all feels like it's lost. And we just hope, we hope in the Lord because it all comes back. Life always, death always leads to life. That's what Jesus tells us. The, the garden is dynamic. Um, and what's so cool about this space now is that when I'm in it, um, 
uh, I'm like, somehow this tells me about me and my nature and what it is to be on this planet. And what it is to be on this planet, like I said, is it's actually God's doing really literally almost everything. He's doing 99.9999999 infinite nines percent. I'm just being with it. <laughs> um, like I say, these plants grow by themselves. It's, it's actually really hard to kill a plant. Um, I, just, I just found a plant. Um, I had a hunch I'd be able to find a plant if I walked out my back thing and, 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 and I found a plant. I had this feeling, go walk on this path. And I found this plant. And this plant has been out of dirt for who knows how long. It's, it, it's not dying. Like, why is it still alive? Life is so pervasive. It's, it's, it's everywhere. I dig into the soil and I'm like, there are more kinds of life than I've ever envisioned. My, my phone's going off, so that's telling me I've got five more minutes to talk. Because I talk over every time. And it's kind of like uh, Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. The things have come. Uh, this week, we've been spending hours watching uh, two fawns and, uh, and a doe finish off some plants a little early for me. Um, but they're perennial. They'll pop back up next year. And even though I've nurtured the thing, I just can't even kick them out because I feel like, well, this is their land. When I see slugs munching away on my hostas, I don't even have the heart to kill them. I'm just like, well, the slug needs to live too, right? Um, we've had raccoons in here. We've had skunks in here. We've had a bear in here. I always have a cup of coffee. One time the bear got to taste a leftover cup of coffee that I forgot. Um, and, you know, I've made these little bird boxes or found bird boxes. and. This one, this year, has got a nest, and I wanted so badly, oh yeah, there's the nest material, I wanted so badly to look at it, and I used all of my self-control to let that little bird grow, but one time I touched it a little bit, and I could feel that body wiggling in there, and this is it, it's like life is just so, so strong, it's so powerful, it, and during this whole COVID time, I thought, what is the life that matters the most? It's, it's the life that is us interconnected. Hebrews 11 says too, that we are perfected together with all the saints that went before us. There's been 101 billion people that have lived before the current almost 8 billion we are now. God has known the 101 billion people. He has lived and breathed and wept and celebrated with all of those people. And this is what it is to be the family of God. I woke up the other day, I'm not a big worship music person, but I wake up with songs every once in a while and I'm always take it like that's God talking to me. Cause I was like, oh boy, what am I gonna, what do you want these people to know? And I had this, the lyrics in my mind um, I've been born again into a family. Mm. Your blood flows through my veins. My family is, is this garden, my family, because it participates in love and God. Um, my family is all of you who love God. And even with all your shames and guilt and failures and things you feel like you're not doing right and you're not living it all out right, 
our inheritance is the Lord. That no matter what you do, your inheritance is not death. Your inheritance is not your failures or your sorrows. Your inheritance is God and all of us. And this planet will die away, it will pass away, but it'll be made new. It'll be made realer and deeper. It'll be worlds within worlds. And um, yeah, what do we need more now than anything? I said today, you know what Matt, I said to, I said to Matt today, do you know what COVID has done? Um, it's, it's brought people together. And he said, what? What are you talking about? It hasn't brought people together. And I said, no, not politically. There's a lot of division, um, especially with these elections. Um, but what it's done is it's globally got our attention. It's globally reminded us that a million likes, a million friends on Facebook is enough. It's reminded us that even tending plants or doing the things you love the most isn't enough. It's left us all with an ache for each other. And what has the world needed more than anything? Like what could get everyone's attention at one time in a heart way where their heart is longing for just the touch of another human being? We thought with all our technology and social media and and you know our world of accomplishments and and achievements that that's where we'll find fulfillment but fulfillment is in loving loving God loving each other they're the same if you can't love how can you love what's invisible if you can't love what's visible and so when we live in this earth and we participate with this earth it's we're participating in what God loves and when we love each other, we're loving God. Mm. When you can crack open your vulnerabilities and show people who you really are, you're giving them opportunity to love you. Mm. When we long for each other, that's the spirit of God. When we can come together and long for each other. Last weekend, I got to be a part of, um, I started, uh, the soul stream program that Gordy did for spiritual direction last weekend and I got to sit in a room with 20 other strangers and they everyone to introduce themselves and the leaders asked us to introduce ourselves with a joy and a sorrow and I watched 20 strangers say most of them said their joy was to be with the people in the room even though we were strangers and most and then the people shared sorrows that were just like Marriages struggling and children, grown children rejecting them after years of trying to love your child. They were sorrows that were just so gripping. And, and I just, I felt God, that was God. We are the face of God to each other. We, I'm what God looks like and you're what God looks like. And this is what God looks like. He looks like beauty and he looks like connection. And That's what I think we need right now. We need more than anything to be connected to each other because that's where we see the face of God. One of the, my favorite scriptures actually is when Jacob 
he, he wrestles. The night before he meets Esau, he wrestles. And it's really and like... Here comes the Holy Spirit to confirm. Here comes the Holy Spirit to confirm through the way through the trees. <laughs> when Jacob wrestled all night with the angel, he wrestled kind of like Dorothy, like in, in Wizard of Oz. He wrestled for a blessing that was already his. It was his before he was born. That's our blessing. Our blessing is the love of God. And we find that in each other. And then when um, he, he kind of wrestled his past and he got to see Esau and he had been a jackass. Well, there's no other word for what Jacob had been. And yet God was putting all of his blessing through him. And there's a scripture where Esau and Jacob, they fall on each other's necks and, and forgive. And that the forgiveness was like the face of God. There's a lot of forgiveness in a garden. It's, um, it's like cutting really curly hair. It's hard to hard to mess it up it's easy to cover mistakes I have friends come and say it's so beautiful and I go oh my goodness I see all the plants that still need to get trimmed and cut and fixed but it's all forgiven it's all part of it it's all what we belong in we belong in love we belong in beauty and we need to see the beauty of each other and the truth in each other so I don't know for I'm supposed to come up with questions for you at the end of these sermons. I'm supposed to have like a point. I don't even know if I've got a point today, but um, I just wanted you to see someone's heart, to feel connected to someone today and how much I am longing to see you guys. It's enormous how much I miss you. It's enormous how much my own, what feels like my mental health is actually resting in receiving the kindnesses and the love from the people who are willing to give the love and the kindnesses. Mm -hmm. And so in the breakout group, maybe you share a joy and a sorrow. Maybe you just share some jokes and you laugh together. The talent show gave me such a sense of connection, more than on Sunday mornings have to our community, just to hear people laugh and joke and all be unmuted and we just chimed in like a family, like a big family reunion. Um, just be willing to share your heart wherever it's at because we need to see the vulnerabilities and the weaknesses of each other. Um, and and the vulnerabilities and weaknesses are not like, um, they're like where God flows in, totally. Um, it's where love flows in. So do something that connects you to somebody. Do something that connects you, even on a screen. That, and do something that connects you to beauty. Sometimes I just go on websites and I just look at art. Or I look at, I take out books at a library of like, all the kinds of mushrooms there are. There's like t tens of thousands of kinds of mushrooms. There's like something like 9.7 million species on the earth. I just get something from under the sea and just think about all the life that teems 
unseen. There's so much life and love that's unseen, but we can see it in the face of each other and the forgiveness of each other and the hearts of each other. So do that in your breakout rooms. Show your heart. And it doesn't have to be the, your worst sorrows. Just show your heart. Show mm. your heart. Show who you are. Let your voice be heard because that's where God is. Thank you. <laughs>